We Infuse Podcast, Episode 54. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Amanda Brummett. In every episode, we give you a seat at the table as we talk to Infusion Center owners, operators, and experts so that you can get the insight you need to run a thriving practice. In this episode, we talk with Woody Baum, Chief Executive Officer of Local Infusion. Woody shares his infectious enthusiasm for making things better for patients, tips on recruiting and retaining an amazing team, and how they're using technology to improve the experience in their centers. So as I said, we're here today with Woody Baum of Local Infusion. Woody, we are so excited to have you on our podcast. And um, I know some of our guests are familiar with you, but for the ones that you aren't, can you just take a minute and walk them through your amazing background in investment banking, infusion management, um, and then we'll get into your infusion center in just a minute. Excellent. Well, Amanda, great to great to be here. Um, you know, for if you're a rapid rapid follower of the We Infuse podcast series, and I'd recommend that everyone become one. You know, it's not my not my first time on the show, but I'll reintroduce myself. I have a corporate back, corporate finance background, so investment banking, uh, private equity. Previously led an infusion center management company, and now I'm here as the founder and CEO of a new digital health venture, Local Infusion. Fantastic. And Woody, if you had to pick just one area of expertise, what would you say is your main area? I, I'm remiss to talk about expertise in anything. I, I feel like I'm still early stages in my career and, and learning new things every day. Functionally, I have experience in, in, in the channel and in the infusion channel, sales and marketing within physician offices, reimbursement payer strategy. If I had to pick an area where I spend most of my time and where I know I've done a good job, it's in recruiting and team building. It's the number one job as a CEO, and I'm surrounded by the most incredible group of individuals at, at our current company. Man, well, I, I always think it's wise when people don't put themselves out as an expert, so I can certainly appreciate your hesitancy there. But um, man, recruiting and, and retention and team building is huge right now, especially in our current marketplace. Um, is there there's something that you can share with our audience where they can learn from you in that area? I, you know, I think I think there's a couple of things you want to focus on as a leader. Uh, you know, one of them. I think one of them is to be yourself. You know, I've learned not to pattern match after other other CEOs. Like I don't look at at other successful CEOs and try to be them. I think it's, it's important to be who you are and be authentic because people will respond to that. But, you know, I think a big piece of this is, is just is spelling out the vision and showing here's where we are, here's where we want to be, and this is how you help us get us here. Do you want to be a part of that journey? And I think the more clearly you can talk about that and the more appealing you can make that, that vision and journey for people, the more, um, the more excited they'll, they'll, they'll be. And, and so when we started our current company, I mean, it was, we didn't even, we didn't even have a name and we, you know, we, I recruited a, an, an incredible group of people and all I had to do, uh, all I had to sell them on was that vision. It wasn't about pay. It wasn't about compensation. It wasn't, um, it wasn't about company culture cause there was none. It was just me, it, you know, but now we have an incredible group of people, a hundred percent aligned on what we're trying to accomplish and we're building that culture together. So I think, you know, focus on the why, focus on the where, uh, really think deeply about what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and I think people will, will resonate that, resonate with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. That is wonderful advice. And if if people know where you're headed and they believe in it, they will follow you anywhere. Um, and including when that means working extra or dealing with a, a challenging situation. So that is fantastic. A hundred percent. And it's just, you know, in, in business and in the infusion industry, no matter what, what you're doing, there's going to be bumps in the road. And what you really need is a team that's a hundred percent invested in, in that, in that vision and that mission and that journey. Um, and that's, what's going to get you through those moments. And as an individual, you know, I have moments of doubt and I get frustrated and I get down and I'll, and when you have that team that that's firing on all cylinders, I can look around at this talented group of individuals and say, gosh, like we've got this, right. That's what inspires me when we have, when we have difficult days and then we have them. Right. So I think as a leader, you know, it really just comes down to the team. And, and if you could spend 50 or 70% of your time on anything, it's making sure that team is, 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 is on point, they're aligned, and you have the right people, right seats. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Well, we've talked about the team just a little bit. Can you tell us about Local Infusion? Tell us about the launch and um, what your company's about. So we've been working in stealth for the last year. I started it December, December 2021, um, but we're a digital health venture focused on patients with chronic autoimmune diseases on specialty medications. We're launching later this year in New England, and we'll have four locations up and running by the end of Q1 2023. You can think of us in, as an AIC company, as we have physical brick-and-mortar locations. However, there are few distinctions with an intense focus on patient experience, technology, and clinical integration as well as virtual care and providing services outside of the four walls. Fascinating. So what is your vision for the space and the technology? Yeah, so, you know, it's not my first time on the podcast. I, I, I come from this industry. Um, I'll be in a different channel, I'll say. And I, and I worked with uh, Ashley Knapp, who was my former head of sales um, and several other people that are with me now. And, and when we were working together, we kept looking around and thought that the industry could be much more. And, you know, one thing I'll, I'll point out is that there's, there's this constant focus on in the AIC industry on cost, you know, on being low cost. Mm. And I'm sorry, but if I'm a patient, I don't want to go to the low cost option. I want to go to the <laughs> best option. I want the best care possible. Affordability, uh, affordability is a component, but I want the best care. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Right? Like, how do you measure that? And right now, I think there's very little out there to prove that one setting is better than the other. So what we're doing and where we're going to lead the way is improving out our outcomes. And that starts with data, starts with capturing and surfacing data to show that patients are better off at our infusion center, not just because it's cheaper, but because patients respond better at our locations. And then taking it a step further, what other outcomes can we affect? You know, and so we see interoperability, care coordination as big opportunities to improve the lives of our patients. And to do that, we've built out a care model to support and drive patient outcomes above and beyond the successful, the successful administration of infusion therapy. To do that, we built a technology suite that extends beyond the four walls of the infusion center. Wow, that sounds incredible. Um, it sounds like what a lot of people intend to do, um, but you rarely end up seeing that data. So I, I love it. I love that you plan on proving your concept. Um, that's incredible. I can imagine that patients and referring physicians are ecstatic about it. Yeah, I mean, the, the reception with 
that there's a couple referring providers that that we have as advisors um you know, and just existing relationships in the in the industry to help us build out this care model, and and we pre- we've previewed the technology, the model with them. They're very excited. I mean, you know, now they're asking, you know, how soon can you open? We want to send you patients. So, the reception's been great. And you know, as it says in my LinkedIn profile, patients deserve better, right? It's not just about the low cost option; it's about the best option. And um, you know, I think the best option is not the hospital outpatient setting. And I think. I think the industry as a whole could could step it up and raise the bar in terms of what we deliver to patients. It's not just about about putting shares in a room. It's it's really about delivering an experience that's on par with the other experiences that they have in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're the patient that has to sit in that chair, what do you want and what do you not want? Um, yeah, I love it. So, Woody, you have a fairly unique background. Surely that has helped shape the direction and your approach to infusion. Can you tell us a little bit about how it's, how it's changed your, your direction? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I, I, I see the world the way I think it can be, not the way it is. And, and as I mentioned, I come from the industry where we spent a lot of time thinking about what this industry could be. And as I was working in this opportunity over the last several years, we saw, we've seen the rise of digital and consumer healthcare technology companies, companies like kind body, 10 dental origin, physical mm-hmm. therapy, one medical, these companies that are a combination of digital brick and mortar, um, you know, actual delivery of healthcare services, plus technology services be really successful. And I thought, well, what if we had something like that for infusion? I connected with two investor groups, uh, Brand Foundry Ventures, who was an early investor in um, like Warby Parker and other consumer uh, consumer technology companies, and then Meridian Street Capital, which is a healthcare technology venture capital group, mm-hmm. and explained my vision and what the industry could be. And they were very supportive, encouraged me to lean into that, to focus intently on brand, patient experience, technology, and in our vision of how we could be more than just an infusion center. So they, along with several others, invested heavily into what would become local infusion so that we'd have the resources to recruit an exceptional team, build our tax, tech stack, and develop our first centers. Wow, that is incredible. So can you tell us a little bit about the tech stack and what all that entails? Yeah, and, and alluding to your, your earlier comment, you know, you mentioned about data. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think in general, most companies focus on technology way too late in their growth curve. Mm-hmm. So that it's this constant game of catch up. And having operated infusion centers, I was fortunate enough to, to have a strong idea of what I already wanted. I started off by recruiting a, a technology leader. And I looked at a lot of di- digital health companies and, and, and industries that were similar to infusion. Mm-hmm. We recruited... Tina Liu, who's the VP of product at KindBody, a digital health startup in the fertility space. And Tina is exceptional, strong healthcare understanding, um, strong understanding of clinical operations, people operations, uh, and, and digital product operations. And we looked at our technology needs holistically from the ground up, making no assumptions about what, what we would need exactly. And we looked at everything from patient engagement, CRM, EHR, et cetera. Now, one of the most important decisions and where we spent the most time was in selecting our EHR. Mm-hmm. So the EHR is the heartbeat of a healthcare organization. And, and we looked at all of our options, including building our own EHR. And we're happy to say we chose WeInfuse. So, so WeInfuse 
far and away was the best choice. We're so excited to, to be working with them again. But then beyond our, our EHR, our, our tech strategy focused on the following. Patient engagement, data capture and analytics, interoperability process automation, and virtual care. So we have a combination of proprietary and configured solutions that we're building on top of and around we infuse, around we infuse to support local infusion and in, in realizing its mission. That is fantastic. And I'm ecstatic to hear that we infuse can be part of your solution. Love it. Yeah, it's fun. It, you know, it's, uh, again, not my first rodeo. So it's, yeah. um, you, you sort of, you, 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 most companies, they just, they end up in this technology debt and um, they're just constantly playing catch up to, to start round one with a focus on this, to have the resources, the financial resources to invest this heavily, um, making sure that we have the right infrastructure to support our care model. It's, it's just a much better place to be starting off from. Yeah, and to be able to be intentional and proactive about it and not reactive is is huge. I love that you're setting. Yeah, up that you know, and in, in, in an early stage startup, there's always, you know, there's always a little tension between over engineering and, um, and being reactive, right? So certain companies they over prepare and they engineer for solutions, or sorry, they engineer for problems that they don't even have. And then other companies, they underprepare and they just go and they fly in blind. And, and so there's a delicate balance between speed and, and, and preparedness. And I, I think we're doing a good job of it. I mean, we're going to come out of the gate with a really strong buttoned up, um, buttoned up technology, technology product, and, but also a technology infrastructure that will allow us to adapt as the needs of the business, uh, as the needs of the business um, evolve as well. Sure. Yeah. So one question, diving in a little bit there, on the virtual mm -hmm. care side, is that telemedicine? Is it uh, patient text messaging? How, how do you envision that playing in? in I think it's, uh, you know, I'll say it's a, it's a little bit all of the above, right? Um, one of the things that we know is that we have a really strong, we're capable of building really strong and engaged relationships with patients, mm -hmm. and that we should leverage that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Makes sense. Well, shifting gears a little bit um, and, and knowing you've seen a lot in the infusion space, what would you say has been your biggest challenge? Well, ask me in six months because we're just getting started. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is there's a reason not everyone starts a business. Uh, even with venture capital funding, an exceptional team, getting a business from zero to one is a challenge. And we're building the foundation. And I'm from New York City originally. Mm -hmm. So they're always building these, these big skyscrapers. And if you've seen how they, they're built, the way the construction works is they work on the foundation first. And, and it looks like forever, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening, nothing's happening. They're down in this hole in the ground. And then boom, all of a sudden, 20 stories are built in no time. And so that's what it's like to build a startup. We've, been, we've had our heads down for a year to get our first open location, our first location open. And in, in 18 months, you're going to see us opening two locations a month without a sweat, right? It's just, that's how it works. So it's just that, that grind and, and build, building out that flywheel, getting that momentum. It's just so hard in the beginning. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just, you know, really takes off. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I, I, it's always humbling um, how, how hard it is to get started in the beginning. But it sounds like you guys are doing everything right, and it'll make it much easier when you um, get into growth mode later on. 
Well, more on the industry side, can you tell our listeners what something is that you're really excited about in the infusion industry? Good question. So what's most exciting to me about the industry is the opportunity we have to innovate and improve on the patient experience. I think if you look at the industry 10 years ago today, night and day, between what the patients experienced and now, or now the offerings that are in the market. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that we're in the second inning and in thinking about what is possible for infusion patients. And that, that is exciting. And that's where we're going to lead the way. Yeah. And I totally agree with you, Woody. I, I think something that's really important for all of us to remember is nobody wants our services. We, we sell something that um, is undesirable. And if they're in our center, it's because something has already taken place that they're coming to us in a place where they, they don't feel well, they're hurt, they're scared. And so really, um, you know, thinking about that, if we're, if we're only at second base, we've got a long ways to go um, where we could come for patients is really, really exciting. Yep. And a lot, and, and, you know, I think if you look at, I mean, look at what's happening in primary care. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, one medical was this brand new startup and no one had heard of them. And now like companies like that exist all over the country. Right. And so I think what you're going to see is the bar just being raised and, and, and the standards of care being improved on. And so I think it's an exception. I, I think it's a really exciting time. I mean, no one wants to be an infusion patient, but it will be better to be an infusion patient 10 years from now than it will be today, as it's better to be an infusion patient today than it was 10 years ago. So it's, uh, it, it's still early innings and, and a lot of innovation, a lot of improvements to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Woody, wrapping up, what is one last piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? Piece of advice. I would say, you know, focus on the team, just focus on the team, get the team right and everything else will flow. Man, that is great advice. Um, absolutely. I think we could, we could all stand to hear that and, and remember that day in and day out to make um, all of our businesses run better. Uh, that's what it is. We spend eight to 10, 12 hours a day with these people, like make sure they're the right ones. And, and it becomes a really fulfilling, you know, f- a fulfilling journey. Absolutely. Well, Woody, thank you so much for all of the insight that you've given us into the industry. Um, Thanks for telling us about local infusion. We're super excited to watch you guys grow and I'm also thrilled that we infuse can be part of your solution. Awesome. Well, I'm excited uh, to be back on the podcast. I, again, the the we infuse podcast, everyone in the industry should listen to it. Uh, and I, I'll give a plug for We Infuse. If you're running an infusion center, you should be running on a We Infuse. Well, thank you. We will take that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Amanda. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. That was Woody Baum with Local Infusion, and he shared so much great information. His advice on communicating a vision and building a strong team is spot on, and his dedication to designing infusion centers around a patient's need is inspiring. He's so right that we've come a long way in the infusion industry, and it's even more exciting to see where we're going. And finally, their proactive approach to technology is so smart, and we can't wait to see their centers open. Well, speaking of technology, if you aren't already familiar with the We Infuse software platform, I encourage you to schedule a test drive to see how they can save you time and money in your practice. My name is Amanda Brummett, and we'll catch you in the next episode.